Hey there, and welcome to the Genius Parenting Podcast, helping you step into the parent you were meant to be and helping your kids beyond what you currently imagine. Get ready to take parenting to the next level with your host, Gina Baker. Hey there, and welcome to episode four of the Genius Parenting Podcast. You know, I think I said the name wrong last week. Oops. Oh, well. You know, I really, I think it's kind of funny to actually make a mistake in front of my kids on purpose and then react purposely. I think it teaches them that like, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to say oops and not cry. Anyway, little side note, little parenting theory over here. Anyway, how is everyone? I cannot believe how this summer is absolutely flying by. Our retreat is almost here. Have you guys heard about it? September 8th through the 10th in Christmas Meadows, Utah. If you haven't heard of it, you should. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. We're going to be staying in a cabin for three days, just you guys and some other mamas. And we've got a lot of good stuff in store for me. I have a few friends that are going to help me teach some classes. We're going to hang out and just, of course, maybe eat some junk food, (laughs) healthy food. Um, And yeah. I'm going to have someone come cook for us and we're going to do a drum circle and don't be afraid if you haven't ever been to a drum circle, they're great. So if you want to sign up for the retreat, go to spectrumlane.com forward slash retreats and we will see you there. If you have any questions, email me at gina at spectrumlane.com. Also, if you guys ever want to hear anything on the show, if you want to be on the show, I'm totally open to that. Email me gina at spectrumlane.com and we will chat. So anyway, today I want to talk about words. Words, words, words. We say them all day long. How much thought do we give to our words that we say? What do you think? (laughs) I think sometimes we don't give as much thought as we should. And I think sometimes we say more than we mean to. I think words can hurt. I think words can change lives. So now the following is not proven. If your child does not speak a lot, I'm not saying that this is why they don't talk. I just wanted to offer some experiences and some thoughts that have kind of changed the way I approach communication and the way I think about my son who doesn't speak very much right now. So I've heard that some kids, if you believe on a spiritual level or an actual physical level, I've heard that they choose not to talk. I've heard they don't see the point in talking. And I'm kind of like, what? I want my child to talk. Why would he be sitting there not seeing the point in talking? What is this? I just, when I first heard that, I was like, I can't believe that. Like, why would you not want to talk? It's such a great thing. (laughs) So, and then I actually heard a story of one kid saying he regretted talking after he started. Now, I don't know the story behind that, but I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay. But I want to talk about words for a minute. What are your words saying? What are they saying on a daily basis? What are they saying when you're mad? What are they saying, you know, when you're just bypassing? I was at an autism class once and I love how they pointed out that, you know, if your child's, quote, nonverbal, how many times do you say that they're nonverbal in front of people? And how many times does your child hear that you say they're nonverbal? A lot. I know it was for me. And I know my child wasn't talking any better. So they told us a story about an Olympic runner who she had surgery or something medical going on. And the doctors were like, you are never going to walk again. And she was 
kind of like, what? And her mom was like, no, you're going to walk and you're going to do amazing things and you're going to be great. And the mom totally just turned it around and was like, you're going to walk. If you want to walk, let's walk. And of course, this woman, as I already alluded to, ended up running in the Olympics. And I think she may have actually won a medal. I don't, sorry, I should have probably looked up this story before I relay this. But the point is, is an, a reporter was interviewing her after and about this story. And she just said, you know, my mom said I could, so I believed her. We have kids. That's why we're here. So what are we saying? And our kids are believing us. So another story I have about talking is there was a time, my son says a few words now, like I said, we're working on it. We are not nonverbal. We're working on some words. But there was a time where I concentrated a a lot on the fact that he did not say, I love you, mom. And I would just lose sleep over, you know, I'm never going to hear my son say, I love you. And I would relay this frustration to other people, probably in front of him. I don't remember. And I spent a lot of time focusing on this. And it really, first of all, was not useful. And second of all, you know, what kind of energy was I putting out there? And third, the most beautiful thing was I was missing that my son was telling me he loved me every single day when he would come up and give me a kiss or he would come up and give me a hug or smile or whatever. He was telling me in his own little way that he loved me and I was missing it because I was focusing on what I wanted. So what I want to offer you with this is if your child's limited verbally right now, that's okay. Start looking for other ways to communicate. <clears throat> I had a very, very smart volunteer and she even, she was so good at this. She tried to follow my son into his room or do something and he was mad at her. <laughs> so she loves music. She went into the other room and she put on this really dramatic piece of music like she was really upset. And he actually came in to check on her like, oh, did I mess up? Are you okay? And like no words were exchanged. She just put on some music that communicated that mood. I was like, how funny is that? Because we're so focused on words and we have to have words to communicate. But there's a lot that can be done. Um, Another thing I do with my son is if I know he wants something and we're not getting it verbally for whatever reason as, you know, remind him, can you show me? And oftentimes that just does the trick. And if I can hit that before tantrum, we're golden. (laughs) But I wanted to offer that, um, you know, and not even just talking. Do you criticize your child to others? Do you criticize your child to him? Or do you remind him that he's sweet and that he's intelligent and he's smart? Because, again, everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. And hearing those words of encouragement might just be an extra bump for them. I try and tell my son he's sweet all the time. You guys know this scoop with girls and being good at math or science versus pretty. I told my husband with my daughter, I'm like, you can tell her she's pretty, but you have to tell her she's smart just as often. And I'm not saying that in a way to build her up falsely. My daughter is smart, but I'm just saying we need some type of balance here. We need to start some sort of belief and action instead of, you know, the, some a person going, oh, I can't talk. Oh, I, I'm not smart. I can't do it. No, you're smart enough to figure it out is the key there. So anyway, how are you guys using words? What are your words encouraging? Are they encouraging a kid to try? 
Are they encouraging them to not try? Are they encouraging them to talk, to love, to play? Are they encouraging them to withdraw? Now, I'm not saying that your last five years, if your child is five years old, you've been screwing up. I'm just saying, just, just learn from it. Take a moment and realize what type of impact your words may or may not have had and learn from it and go from there. It was really eye-opening to me, especially one day, this was a few years back when I started really paying attention to this words phenomenon is I yelled at my child. <laughs> um, <clears throat> not proud of yelling at my child, but I yelled at my child and I, I don't even remember the situation or what was said. But after I was just like, oh my goodness, words hurt. Words can cause pain. Words often, like I said earlier, are not what we mean. And is that why, now I don't know, but maybe that's why they don't join in. Maybe that's why my son has been limited verbally because he just doesn't care. He's such a sweet boy. You know, why do I want to join in on an activity that hurts? Why do I want to join in on this silly play of when people actually don't mean what they say and, you know, all these social miscommunications of words. You know, why do I want to join in on this again, guys? Why are words so great? Now, he hasn't told me this, but it was just kind of an eye-opening thought to remember the power of words and what we can make it mean and what they might be making it mean. So anyway, I just, like I said, this is not research or anything today, but it was just really eye-opening to go, wow, words. Well, how am I using my words to help my child and maybe consider why he's not joining in on the craziness of words and how we use them. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that thought to you guys today because I think it's important. I think we overlook our words a lot. I think we can all work to improve. We're still human. We're still going to make mistakes and it's okay. But the key is, is we turn around and learn from our mistakes. So With those words, I would like to wish you all a lovely week, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining us here on the Genius Parenting Podcast. My name is Gina Baker, and I'm your host coming to you from Spectrum Lane. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Genius Parenting Podcast, brought to you by Spectrum Lane Parent Coaching at SpectrumLane.com.